1: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
2: This is the Bar Sports on a Sunday morning. Goldspin swings and he hits a drive. He hits a slammer. Graybar, your distributor for
3: electrical and data comm
4: needs. Millikens win. Millikens win. Now from the Stiefel Financial Sports Studio, Tom Ackerman. And welcome to the show. Hope you're having a wonderful Christmas Eve. Getting that last minute shopping in today, maybe getting ready for a holiday party, whatever you may be doing today. We hope you are surrounded by love and friends and family. And thank you very much for being with us here today. It is our family at KMOX celebrating the holidays and Christmas. And here on this Christmas Eve, we're going to look back at some of our favorite interviews from 2023. But we also have an interview that you haven't heard yet. It is the chairman and governor of the St. Louis Blues, Tom Stillman, will be with us to look back at this year. But most importantly, what's to come for this franchise with interim coach Drew Bannister now at the helm and Craig Berube being fired not too long ago. He's going to be with us at 1045. That will be in this hour of sports on a Sunday morning. At 1015, we will look back at the life of Mike Shannon, who passed away earlier this year. We miss Mr. Shannon every single day and we are thinking about him and his family during this holiday season. We will look back at our tribute that we did the day that Mike Shannon passed away and we paid tribute to him here on KMOX. We also have a visit with Travis Ford. He talks to Bob Ramsey and Earl Austin Jr. following a loss to NC State that was this past Wednesday. Tom Stillman will follow him at 10:45. In the 11 o'clock hour, Lutz Steel, sporting director for St. Louis City SC, joins us every 11 o'clock hour during the season, sports on a Sunday morning. And Lutz visited with us right before the home opener. What a time that was and a great recap of the years of planning that it took to get to this point, as we would later find out. City rolled on to the Western Conference title in the regular season, ended up getting bounced in the first round of the playoffs by Sporting KC, and their next season is fast approaching. They'll get going in February. Joey Logano, as season number three now for Worldwide Technology Raceway in terms of NASCAR Cup, he joined us, the defending champion of the Enjoy Illinois 300. We had a chance to talk to him not only about himself, but the impact that this track has had on racers like himself and other drivers in the NASCAR circuit, that is in the 11 o'clock hour at around 1120, followed by Lydia Olmsted, who caught a foul ball at Bush Stadium. And I was the first to talk to her about it. She's a great friend. She's blind and actually has a significant hearing impairment. Caught the ball. It landed right in her hand. It's amazing sometimes the game of baseball and what it can bring on a day-to-day basis. And we found that out in our visit with Lydia Olmstead, a very popular one coming up in the 11 o'clock hour. And we'll close it out with Bill Bradley, the former U.S. Senator, Basketball Hall of Famer, Crystal City native. He is honored at the Musial Awards. And tonight, Actually, late this afternoon at 4 o'clock, you can watch the Musial Awards, the production on CBS from Stiefel Theater in downtown St. Louis. It'll be at 4 o'clock today on CBS, and Bill Bradley, Adam Wainwright, among those honored. We can't wait for that. It is a tremendous show put together by the St. Louis Sports Commission. So we hope you're having a great day. That's our lineup for today. A tribute to Mike Shannon, Travis Ford, Tom Stillman, Lutz Fannin-Steele, Joey Logano, Lydia Olmstead, and Bill Bradley. I'm Tom Ackerman. Hope you're having a great Christmas Eve. We'll take a quick break, and we'll come back right after this. It's a drive. He hits a slammer. Graybar, your distributor for electrical and data comm needs. gets win. Milliken's win once again from the Stiefel Financial Sports Studio. Tom Ackerman. Welcome back, sports on a Sunday morning on KMOX, sponsored by Graybar. I'm Tom Ackerman. It was April 29th of this year that we lost Mike Shannon, the legendary St. Louis Cardinal, KMOX broadcaster, and ambassador for the city of St. Louis, unlike anyone before him. We learned of his passing during this show, sports on a Sunday morning, and paid tribute. This is Tom Ackerman. It's 107 on KMOX, and we are sad to announce once again the passing of Mike Shannon at the age of 83. A release from the Cardinals just moments ago. This is Bill DeWitt Jr., the Cardinals owner and chief executive officer. The St. Louis Cardinals were saddened to learn this morning of the passing of Cardinals Hall of Famer and beloved St. Louis and Mike Shannon. Mike's unique connection to Cardinals fans and his teammates was reflected in his unbridled passion for the game, the Cardinals, and the St. Louis community. On behalf of the entire Cardinals organization, we share our condolences with Mike's family and friends and his many fans. From Tim Shannon on behalf of the Shannon family, quote, My dad's life was encapsulated by his devotion to his family, his friends, and the Cardinals organization in the St. Louis community. My dad lived his life to the fullest, and he squeezed every drop from it. Mike Shannon was born on July 15, 1939, and raised in South St. Louis. It was there on Winona Avenue that he was shaped into one of the best all-around athletes in the city's history. He excelled in football, where he could have been one of the game's best college quarterbacks. But he chose the path of baseball. He made his Major League debut with the Cardinals in 1962. Two years later, he was batting in Game 1 of the World Series against the New York Yankees.
5: Ready now. Here's a pitch to Shannon. Swung on. Deep into left field. Back goes trash. This ball is home run. A home run
2: shannon has just tied this ball game up with a tremendous home
5: run off the scoreboard
4: mike shannon helped the cardinals win the world series in 1964 and 1967 an outfielder who converted to third base he was part of a pennant winner in 1968 and went to the world series that year as well and then just two years later mike's career was cut short due to nephritis a kidney ailment two years later He began a run of 50 years in the Cardinals broadcast booth with a knowledge and enthusiasm that took the industry by storm.
5: Brummer's the big runner. He's at third. Two down. Sacks jammed. Lavelle at the belt. Checks. Brummer stealing home. He is safe and the Cardinals win. Brummer stole home. Out arguing about the call, the umpire never called the two-strike pitch, and it was right down the middle. He's set into the windup. Here's the 1-1, swinging a ground ball. The third baseman, Overfield, has it. The throw forces pitch the no-hitter. It's only the. It's the first time in the history of Cardinal baseball. And a pitcher has two no-hitters as Forge, no-hits Montreal. His teammates rush to the mound to congratulate him. And listen to this crowd. A no-hitter by Bob Forge.
4: Mike Shannon called some of the most memorable home runs in Cardinals history. Here are a few.
5: Wire is set. So is the right-hander. All six feet, five inches of him. He's set. And the first one to a big Mac. Swing! Get up, get up, get up. Home run. He's done it again. 70 home runs. Take a ride on that for history. They'll be shooting at that one for years and years. He gets a high five from Guerrero, from the shortstop, from the third baseman. He gets a high five. Unbelievable. How, how can you end a season better than Big Mac has just done? he could give the Cardinals the lead. The pitch to him. Swing and get up, baby. Get up, get up, get up, get up. Home run. Rowland has just given the Cardinals a 4-2 lead. He smoked it off of the McBride and home builders sign down the left field corner. Listen, listen to Cardinal Nation. Swing and a long one. There it is, baby. The Cardinals take the lead as Albert Pujols comes through in the pitch, And the Redbirds lead this, baby. Five to four. 3-2 delivery on its way. Swing and a high drive to center field. Get up, baby. Get up, baby. Get up. Oh, yeah. David Freeze has just sent us in the game number seven. This series is tied. 3-3 with a walk-off home run here in the bottom of the 11th inning. The Cardinals win it 10-9. to
4: Unbelievable. Like Shannon, David Freeze grew up. In St. Louis. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you get chills listening to Rooney and then Shannon. Uh, you know, I got buddies, close buddies, that will just be walking
3: down the street and they'll just be like, get up, get up, you yeah, <laughs> know, just a big conversation and, and we just start rolling. But uh, it's always great to hear his voice on the calls.
4: Freeze and Shannon, part of a small group, Kyle McClellan is another who grew up in St. Louis and won a world championship with the Cardinals. And Mike's dear friend, Red Shandienst, from nearby Germantown, Illinois.
5: People did, not and I still think today they don't realize how smart a baseball person Red Sainey's is. I mean, he's smart on on, on every levels of our uh, of our society. There's no doubt about that. But boy, as a baseball manager, well, until Tony came along, he managed more 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 games than any Cardinal in history, and uh, and. He's a Hall of Famer, and so is Tony La Russa.
4: Shannon is a Cardinals Hall of Famer, one of the greatest ambassadors this franchise in the city of St. Louis has ever seen. He was named St. Louis Ambassador's 1993 Sportsman of the Year. He received a 1985 Emmy for Sports Broadcasting, St. Louis Chapter, Sportscaster of the Year for the State of Missouri from the National Sportscasters and Sportswriters Association in 2002, 2003, and 2014. In 1999, he was inducted to the Missouri Sports Hall of Fame in recognition of his on-air career and as a player on the field. In May 2013, the Missouri Sports Hall of Fame named Mike a Missouri sports legend, just the 26th such honor given. In 2009, he was selected to be a member of the Academy of Missouri Squires. He was honored as a St. Louis Press Club Media Person of the Year in 2010. On a personal note, there was no greater call than this one, in my opinion. This is Mike Shannon, July 4th, 2003. The respect he showed for a young player, Albert Pools.
5: Here's the next by Wood and it's up and in and back to the screen and Albert Pujols is uh, knocked down. He doesn't even look at the uh, mound. He uh, near injured himself as he had to uh, avoid that pitch. He takes his helmet off. Walks back into the batter's box. Sets himself. And I wouldn't would not love to see number 25 off of Albert's bat go into the street. The pitch. Swing and hello Fourth of July. Take a ride on that knockdown pitch, big boy. Carry Wood knocked him down, and now Albert looks at him as he goes around first. He gives him a glare. Say, take a little whiff of that, big boy. And now Kerry Wood takes a look at Albert as he touches them all. Give it to him, big boy. Give it to him. That's how you play baseball. That's when you're a professional like Albert is. You don't glare out there. You don't throw your bat. You don't charge the mound. You just take the next pitch and you hit it into
4: the uh, seats. Nobody loved calling games more. Nobody loved the Cardinals more. Nobody loved St. Louis more than Mike Shannon. We certainly do miss Mike Shannon. We love him every single day. We think about him and thinking about his family this holiday season. When we come back, Our visit with Travis Ford, Bob Ramsey, and Earl Austin Jr. in Raleigh, North Carolina, following a loss to NC State and what's to come for the Billikens. Our Billiken Report with Travis Ford is right after this. Welcome back. It's Sports on a Sunday morning on KMOX. I'm Tom Ackerman. This Billiken Report is sponsored by Royal Banks of Missouri. Let's turn our attention to Raleigh, North Carolina, after a Billiken loss to the NC State Wolfpack.
6: What a tough second half for the the Billikens, but let's start with the good. I'm going to play Clint Eastwood, good, bad, and the ugly. The good, Brad Izzawiro, back-to-back terrific games. Tim Dogger, I thought, terrific games, and those guys really did a nice job.
3: Yeah, you know, it's, uh, they they played well, definitely, uh, had some good moments. You know, it's uh, two halves, and we've said that. So I told our team, we've said it too many times. Uh, you know, we've, we've done in these non-conference games, the 13 of us, I just talked to our team. So we've battled a lot. We've survived it. Yeah. And I said, not just we could talk about all the injuries, but also Bruce missed six weeks, Steph, surgery, different things, you know, just get Brad and all the other stuff. And I was, that's all part of it. But we, we made it through it. Hopefully a lot to learn. But the, one of the biggest things to learn, it's the winning habits. Um, and that's what we're fighting a little bit. I thought some of these guys are not used to winning. And they don't understand how hard it is and how consistent you have to be with it. And we do a great job of the game plan first half. Everybody's locked in. And then, like NC State tonight, their energy level went to a whole, whole nother level. And we stayed the same. Mm-hmm. Part of being a winning team at the level we want to win at is you've got to respond to you've got to expect that. You've got to respond to that. We don't we haven't had that fight back to us that we've got to learn as far as the habits it takes to be successful to the level that we want to. And I told you guys we're we're gonna get that. I like our team. We gotta we got a little break here, then we get a little bit of time that we've gotta really get Hopefully, get the whole group together, study the 13 games the best we can because it's it's it, it, there's a lot of different light a lot of different roster there, but mm-hmm. and and learn that when we come back that the habits it takes for you know because we see this in practice we see it in practice that too many ups and downs maybe don't finish as strong as we want to but. So I told you guys, you either you need to you're, you're going you either need to accept what it takes to be successful, or you can fight it. And we got some other guys that haven't experienced what it means to really win. They're, you know, and, uh, and 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 these are I told them these are good, these are great learning lessons. Tough way to learn. Tough, tough, tough way to learn. But we've got to look at it in order to make ourselves better and say, what can starting with myself, what can I do to help them be better? What can they do themselves to help them be better, whether it's off the court, on the court? All these things, getting enough sleep, all these things are what goes into being a successful person. And, you know, all these things, a successful player, which in turn helped us be a successful team for 40 minutes, not for 35 or 36 or 37, that we've shown. We've shown games we've played for 40 minutes and got good wins. But when you're wanting to achieve higher... And achieve more then we've got to dig a little deeper and i've got to push a few more buttons and they've got to be an accepting of it
4: when uh when whenever sincere comes back hopefully early january but and then you got and do you almost seem like you come back in 2024 and you're greeted by a
6: new team again <laughs> yeah it's good
3: we've talked a lot a whole about new that team. <laughs> it, it, it is we we've we've talked about it over the last couple of days as you know, obviously we prepare they go home for a little bit longest break i've ever had. Mm-hmm. To uh, give it a team, but then we come back And there's a lot of stuff we've got to work on But most importantly, we've got to figure out rotations And figure out, alright, this is a different team Than we've had from the get-go um, I, You know, Mike Metals tried all he could He practiced yesterday for the first day For about 45 minutes That's a lot to ask mm-hmm. It's a lot to ask for a freshman, Sion You know, that's tough for those guys To go against that type pressure for 40 freshman, minutes yep. Very difficult So this is a great learning lesson a great learning lesson that, hey, um, you know, you got to take, you know, when you got a lead and you're on the road against an ultra talented basketball team, you can't give it to them. And right. we gave it to them. And you give it to them based on they score 29 points off turnovers. That's good. Like, you're not going to win. That, that, that's, you're not, there's no way to be successful. They did a great job taking our threes away. They did a terrific, terrific job uh, pressuring up above the three point line. Um, we really struggled getting into our <laughs> offense very much struggled even to enter the ball
6: i wanted to ask you about that and so it seemed like because of the struggle point guards dribble the whole time and but but to be culpable you had the other four guys watching and nobody moving is that it, fair from i yeah. mean i'm
3: way up here so you tell me no yeah for the most part and we've been the last four games we've ran we're so used to running certain actions, certain plays, and we've tried to control the pace of the game as much as we could. And we were doing the same thing tonight. The whole game, the, one of the biggest game plans, control the pace. Control the pace. We did not – In the halftime, first half, you could really th- see it. Halftime, we did exactly what we the, – mm-hmm. the, the score was right. The score was where we would hope it would be. Um, they hadn't made a three. I think they had two points in transition. Everything was exactly how we wanted it to be. Um, we just – wore down absolutely positively wore down um it could not get into our offense and uh and it's very deflating when a team comes out and starts making a bunch of threes your shoulders start to slump and it's very very deflating and we had a tough time responding to it
6: and so uh finally you you mentioned the break the longest you've ever had and um i know you you it's hard for you you won't walk away from the game and you'll figure out the important lessons, as you said, in these 13 games, and then how you can carry that over to get better as conference play comes.
3: Yeah, no, I've got a lot of work ahead of me, and staff does. We have a yeah. lot of work ahead of us. Um, you know, I, I like our team. I like our pieces. We've got to figure some things out and continue to get guys healthy. Kellen <laughs> Thames, you've got to get him healthy. His so. ankle
6: bothered him again. Yeah, I
3: mean, he had, he never. he doesn't practice but he tries to give it a go in the games but he doesn't practice and i i i, I hesitated to go back and just said, all right we got to get him back get him mri get him back get him figure this thing out what's going on yeah get him healthy because he's such a valuable one of the most valuable players on our team and to get sincere back get mike metals 100 percent healthy get brett as a whirl in shape and get him more integrated in it and and things like that and it's time for Bruce. You know, you're not a freshman anymore. See, you're not a freshman anymore. You've got such, such valuable experience. We need to see, you know, that you were thrown in the action. We need to see that payoff for us. And there's a bunch, of, you know, a bunch of things we've got to figure out. But I, I kind of like, I like our team. I really like our team. I totally, guys. I mean, I love our guys. They're good guys. They, uh, I think we've got a chance to be a, a really good basketball team heading into A 10 play. Uh, we just got to get everybody, everybody on the same page. Coach, Merry Christmas to you, the kids, and
6: the staff. Really appreciate it. And uh, have a great holiday with your family, and we'll see
3: you in a couple weeks. Merry Christmas, guys. Happy holidays. Thank you.
4: Our thanks to Bob Ramsey, our Neural Austin Jr. I'm Tom Ackerman. Drew Young is our producer. What a comeback for the St. Louis Blues last night. Jordan Kairou scored twice. Justin Falk, Jake Neighbors, and Brandon Sod also scored in the third period and helped the Blues erase a three-goal deficit and beat the Blackhawks 7-5 at Enterprise Center. You heard that right. The Blues were down 5-2 in the third period and won the game 7-5. to Robert Thomas and Colton Pareko also scored. Jordan Bennington stopped 16 of 21 shots. He had to be good down the stretch to hold off the Blackhawks, and the Blues win the game. They improved to 4-1 under interim coach Drew Bannister. Rookie sensation Connor Bedard got everyone's attention, including Wayne Gretzky, the great one, was in attendance last night, as was Kelly Chase, who is battling leukemia, Bedard scored a lacrosse style goal in the first period. Nick Folino scored twice for Chicago, but it wasn't enough. The Blackhawks lose for the sixth time in seven games, and the Blues pull off a sensational victory. Falk scored his second goal of the season with 2.07 remaining in the third period. That gave the Blues a 6 5 lead. Cairo scored his second goal of the game and ninth of the season into an empty net with 101 remaining in regulation to seal the win. Neighbors scored his 11th goal of the season on a power play Kyrou scored his first goal of the game just 24 seconds later to tie the score at 5-all with 9.54 remaining in the third period, and the Blues win it 7-5. Josh Allen accounted for all three touchdowns. Tyler Bass made a 29-yard field goal with 28 seconds remaining, and the Buffalo Bills escaped a 24-22 victory over the Chargers in Inglewood, California. That improves the Bills' playoff chances, Allen ran for two touchdowns, threw for one. He's the first player in NFL history to, with four consecutive seasons with 40 combined touchdowns. The Bills have won four of five. They are now nine and six on the season. Buffalo turned the ball over three times to keep the Chargers in the game, but they win the game 24-22. And the Steelers... Kept their playoff hopes alive with a 34-11 win over the Cincinnati Bengals. Bengals fall to 8-7. Steelers improve to 8-7. There's a full slate of NFL games today, highlighted by Dallas at Miami at 325. Two division leaders there. Chiefs play tomorrow. They host the Raiders at noon. It's a Christmas Day triple header tomorrow. The Giants visit the Eagles at 330. Ravens at 49ers at 715. And when we come back, we are joined by the chairman and governor of the St. Louis Blues, Tom Stillman, for a lengthy conversation about the organization's current status, the dismissal of Craig Berube, the promotion of Drew Bannister to interim coach, and what's to come for this organization, the health of the organization, and the NHL. When we return on KMOX's Sports on a Sunday morning on this Christmas Eve, back after this. Once again, from the Stiefel Financial Sports Studio, Tom Ackerman. Welcome back, Sports on a Sunday Morning on KMOX, and it is a pleasure to be joined by the Chairman and Governor of the St. Louis Blues, Tom Stillman, on this Christmas Eve. Merry Christmas and happy holidays to you and your family.
2: Merry Christmas to you, Tom. Happy holidays
4: to all your listeners. Well, we appreciate you being on KMOX, and uh, let's look back at the year and also what's to come for the St. Louis Blues. And obviously this has been a season of transition. You made major news here and within the last week uh, of the dismissal of Craig Berube and uh, promoting Drew Bannister, the interim coach, to the position behind the bench. Just if we can chat about that for a little bit and, and that moment in time, a, a big moment in time for the St. Louis Blues
2: yeah you know it's a it's a tough situation it's it's not the uh you know the most joyful part of our our world sports or or professional hockey um you know we have nothing but just tremendous respect and affection for chief and we always will he he is and will be a folk hero here in St. Louis for decades to come. He's the first person to coach us to a Stanley cup champion championship. Um, and he did it in extraordinary fashion, taking us from last place to a championship in six months. Um, you know, it's, uh, I don't, I don't know if we'll see that again in many leagues. Um, and, and so we just have nothing but, great things to say and feel about, uh, about chief. Uh, it just comes a time when things aren't really working and you got to try some different things and go on a different route. And uh, you know, th- th- that's what happens. I, I know that, you know, I, I know the chief understands that. I, I, I think I, I know our entire staff, you know, people have been involved in this, in this game, in this league, for for decades, understand that. That, that doesn't make it any less sad or, you know, unfortunate because he's a, he's, he's a great man, he's a great coach, and, uh, you know, he's done great things for our franchise. During your championship run, which, as you just mentioned, was a remarkable
4: moment in time, no doubt about it, what was the biggest attribute that he brought at that time to take you over the edge?
2: I think he got us into what I think of as pro sports nirvana. Um, The situation in which professional players, each of them a business, each of them needing to play for and think about that next contract, uh, about their points, about their stats, got them thinking instead about what can I do for this team? What can I do for the guy next to me? What can I do for my coaches? How can I subordinate everything about me to a team effort um and it, it's it's as you know you've been around sports longer than i am. that's it's tough tough to reach that and 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 that's that's where he 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 took us that year that's with, with a group of you know veteran players and, and 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 some young players uh but had been in a lot of situations um he got us to that to that nirvana
4: And ultimately, as you started this season and things were kind of going back and forth and the inconsistency, I I know that decision was made, and that decision is made across the organization. Doug Armstrong executes that move, but it is, of course, approved by you and and this group. I just, um, you know, looking at Army, he puts a lot on himself, and I don't have to tell you that. You and I were at an event recently, the Jack Buck Awards, where he talked about all the times he thought he was going to get fired. Uh, in all seriousness, what? how do you
2: evaluate Doug Armstrong right now and, and the task that he has in front of him? Um, you know, I, I have now worked with Doug uh, for, well, I guess it's 12, 13 years. So I've seen up close and personal, just the way, not only his work ethic, but how careful and deliberate he is about any you know any decision especially anything like this so these are the kind of things that um are deliberated over analyzed um looked at from every possible viewpoint for an extended period of time um and uh you know that's just the way duck is nothing nothing is done quickly nothing is done anywhere near off the cuff um, so, and and that approach is going to continue and that is what that is, that's, that's what will be guiding us. I, you know, I think we work very well together, I think, see things pretty similarly, although, you know, we'll push each other back and forth on things. So we're, you know, looking at all, all views, but, um, you know, we're we're talking about a person of tremendous experience, and and one of his attributes is that he reaches out for the views of others, um, and, and and particularly he knows that he never played in the league, so he will be particularly solicitous of views of of former players and and um, you know how how they see things. So, um, so going forward. You know we are we are still in those good hands and that that process and you know i i understand there's some static out there about about that but um you know there, there there's a reason that 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 doug is you know chosen to be the gm of the canadian olympic team there's a reason we want a cup here there's a reason we've been able to remain competitive for long periods of time despite not having you no know, high draft choice so um i you know I, I i'm very confident about the future we're gonna keep going this this is not a group that's gonna say stumble and say oh oh well you know that, that didn't work we're gonna we're, we're we're gonna keep going we've got tremendous uh young players in the in the pipeline and you
4: know on we go yeah, speaking of that, the World Juniors are coming up here in a couple of days after Christmas, and you have a number of prospects going. That's that's
2: exciting. We have six players in that tournament, and and it was close to seven or even even eight at one point. You know, there were a couple on the bubble, so that that's the that's the most you know. In recent memory, and, and that would be high among uh, among NHL teams that, that number. So that'll be really a lot of fun fun to watch for, for fans who are interested in that, it's on the NHL network early in the mornings. I think it starts on the 24th um, you know, and goes through the uh, Christmas New Year's holiday. So it, it's fun to watch. You, you'll see uh, Snug Rude, you'll see Dvorsky and, and a number of our other top prospects.
4: That's exciting for sure. And Tom Stillman is with us on KMOX. You have a a lot of young players on this current (laughs) roster. Uh, We've talked about a lot of them. I I wanted to focus on Jordan Cairo for a moment because it was an interesting 48 hours for him. He he gets booed on Thursday. uh, And then on Saturday, he has a goal and two assists, and he gets cheered loudly. And I said, and tell me if you agree with this, I said, my evaluation of everything that happened to Cairo is this.
1: You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
4: Sometimes you get reprimanded, and he was treated by the fans like family, I thought. They told him how they thought, and then they turned around two days later and they gave him a big hug and uh and it will be that experience for that young man, I think in the league. This is the
2: best league in the world, and expectations are high I think that's a it's a it's a great analogy that is very much what happened and at the end he was still he was still the beloved son. he just you know he, he duly noted it was straightened out. Um, he is such a good kid and, and as a kid, he's 25, but he, you know, he is so competitive and wants to do well. He wants so much to do well. Um, I, I talked to him briefly after the, the second of those games. And, uh, and I was just happy the, the way he handled it. He let people know how he felt and uh, came out well on the other side.
4: Drew Bannister comes in as interim coach. He'll get first crack at this coaching search, it appears, as you move forward. What does he bring to the table? It appears on the surface
2: that he is going to hold players accountable, period. Yeah, I, I think, uh, you know, Doug's made made it pretty clear what he wants. He, he summarized it as a higher level of compete and accountability. And I, I think we're seeing that from Drew. Um, I think – I, I think we saw that from him uh, down in Springfield and the you know our previous affiliations, um, and, and I think we'll see that going forward. He, he's also, you know, he's pretty, you know, direct in communication without be great. You know, I, I think he knows how to how to communicate with uh, people in this you know guys in this generation, knows how to work with a, uh, the leadership group and work with and through them. So um he's gotten off to a good start
4: how is the league tom as as we finish here in the last few minutes with tom stillman it, it appears to me that the league is in one of its best places in terms of second round. do you feel that uh is the nhl moving forward
2: in a healthy place uh yeah it really is <clears throat> um i think we are as as healthy as probably the league has ever been I just remember, I mean, when I first got involved, there were so many franchises, you know, there was a franchise fire, you know, every other day. Was, you know, this one's in, in crisis and this one's, and, and we really don't have that. I mean, color, or rather Arizona is in a tough situation with its building. Uh, but other than that, you know, the, the franchises are strong. League-wide revenues are strong. There's a lot of, you know, interesting things going on with access to players. And uh, and I, th- I think the game is the, the best it's ever been with more speed and skill. Um, so I, I, I think we're in a good place. Obviously the, you know, the regional sports network uh, Valley question is out there. Um, it's going to cause some short-term disruption, um, especially for Valley's teams like us. Um, but it, it will get, you know it'll get resolved it, it may be uh a, a year or two more bumps before we you know are, are in a new place but it, I, I think that'll get resolved and <clears throat> on a league-wide basis in a in a league with revenues over six billion i think that the total at stake there is somewhere around 250 million so and on a league-wide basis It doesn't affect things that much. It affects some individual teams like us more. But uh, on a league-wide basis, it's not something foundational.
4: Uh, That said, and final thing for Tom Stillman, how is this organization in terms of financial footing? I don't have to tell you that through the story of the Blues and looking in their history, there have been some ups and downs. There have been some changes in ownership and management, uh, to say the least. Uh, But how are things at the moment for Tom Stillman and, and your uh, fairly large
2: investment group? Uh, we are in good, stable financial position. Um, you know, the, the COVID <clears throat> situation wasn't helpful, um, but we're coming through that and we remain, you know, a very financially stable organization. We, we are never going to be an organization that has some kind of cash cow. <laughs> There's never been a dividend, and I don't expect that there ever will be to uh, the ownership, but I I think that we can remain stable. Um, What we need to do is to continue to grow revenue from current and new, newly created sources because we have to keep up with the salary cap. Salary cap gets dragged upward by Toronto, Montreal and the York. you know, it's going to continue to go up and the challenge for a more medium sized market team is, is, is to keep up. We
4: appreciate this very much. Thank you for the time. Thank you for the overview of the blues, not only in 23, but as we move into 24 best of luck to you and we'll be
2: uh, following you along the way. We look forward to catching up again soon. All right, Tom. I appreciate it very much, and uh, you have a great holiday, you and your family. You too. That's Tom
4: Stillman, chairman and governor of the St. Louis Blues. We'll take a break. Be back right after this on KMOX.
0: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.